Welcome back to Foss and Crafts Theater. Tonight's episode is What Escaped from the Demonic Zoo, Part 2. On the last episode, we met a trio of corporate demons working for demonstrative industries. Styx, the literal manic pixie nightmare, whose employment as a shoulder demon is to dispense advice encouraging following one's naughty impulses. Hexia, an entropy demon in Victorian garb, who dishes out decay from her oxidizing staff as an afterlife revenge for her death in an industrial accident, all while managing the Human Resources Department of Demonstrative Industries. And finally, Gummy Bear. Or is it Gurumphy Bear? Or perhaps Jizumphy Bear? Gummy is a greater demon of minor inconveniences who, as a giant demonic gummy bear, has a body as amorphous as his name. When we last left our heroes, they had been dispatched by the giant toad-riding Omni-CEO, Boggle T. Bogart, or the BTB for short, on a secret corporate mission, capture and destroy the eel-like, multi-mouthed lamp-oral creatures that had somehow escaped from the demonic zoo into oceans in the Earth realm of Mortaloid V. Having transported to the human city, they were directed to meet Peter Plentiment of Plentiment Industries, the only authorized importer of demonic goods into the human realm. Peter gave them an elixir that was supposed to dispel the creatures, but one thing is for sure. Peter is hiding several things, the least of which is his true looks. Having left Peter's penthouse suite, the trio took a break in the Plentiment corporate coffee shop, where Styx convinced the barista to rebel against her corporate overlords. Hexia used the barista's phone to watch a video posted on the internet of one of the lamp morels attacking and dragging an old man into the ocean. And Gummy drank a drop of the mysterious elixir, finding himself very susceptible to ideas, particularly possibly those of Peter Plentiment. Oh, and did we mention that stuck to Gummy's rear was a piece of corporate letterhead revealing that Peter has intentionally given the crew a different elixir than what Demonstrative Industries had ordered? What's going on here? Hexia put out feelers through her contacts to schedule a future video call with a concerned employee of the Demonic Elixir Labs. And now, we resume our story with our three anti-heroes resolving to head to the beach to attempt to find and possibly confront the Lamp Morel who attacked the old man directly. What will happen? Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion! You can head out directly to the water. Drumphy, I'm going to have you do the thing again. Uh, roll roll a die to see how non-suspiciously your group manages to move there. A three! <laughs> okay. Uh, no, you don't imagine to uh, manage to evade suspicion, but um, you do manage to confuse everyone as you went. So I'm going to have... Uh, as the most visible members, uh, I'm going to have both you and Hexia 
explain different ways in which both of you ended up raising suspicion and then uh you can and then can i mitigate you can mitigate yes well so i'm i'm just wondering if like hexia was dragging her oxidizing staff along behind us that is that is not a thing that i would do <laughs> however thing i would do that would make me look that would draw attention in like a fairly corporate area is that I'm still wearing my kind of amorphous Victorian garb. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And she definitely would like, in this moment, her staff takes on the aspect of just a black lacy parasol. Ooh, mm. wonderful. Ooh. Uh, would now be a good time to use the ridiculous outfit kit as we are on our way to the beach. Sure. Uh, you can try to put on a new costume. Uh, I'm going to have you just... I feel like... Yeah. Oh. Sorry, what was that, uh, Morgan? I feel like the um, the outfit you're wearing is probably best for walking down the street and then using the new outfit kit when we get to the beach might be a yeah. good idea. Yeah, That's a good idea. Agree. So uh, you caused some other distraction, uh, uh, Drumpy. Uh, what, what was it? So... I think, uh, yes, okay. So this is a fair, like, I'm, I'm imagining a fairly uh, popular sort of seaside resort town, and it's the height of summer, and it's just filled with impatient city tourists. So I'm imagining that he gets uh, to a street crossing and like gets completely distracted just trying to cross the street and sits down in the crosswalk. <laughs> oh, okay. Irritating the bejesus out of all the angry New York tourists who are here on vacation who start honking at one another and like shouting and yelling angrily until, you know, at some point someone just drives into somebody else in order Wait, to get Wait, but I thought that we were in the corporate area of a city well yeah but we're walking to the beach so there there is there is the it's not you're not on a vacation town you are in a metropolis but you're you're right that this is kind of the the equivalent of the vacation area of the city right like so you're also not very far from where people who may be from that same city or maybe tourists it's one of the touristy parts of the city so mm. um, that's totally that's totally believable that such a thing could happen. Plus, city traffic, you know, is just people don't have a lot of patience anyway. Um, All so, they needed was a little push. Yep, that's right. So people are getting mad uh, and people are getting suspicious. What do you do, sticks, to mitigate both of these things? I want to just like rapidly hop from shoulder to shoulder pretty quickly, just like doing quick uh, pixie dustings, saying. It's performance art. <laughs> ah, so They're performance art players. covers all of these cases, of course. You know, both yep. the, uh, it covers you know, all of the oddness. Uh, damn Renfair kids <laughs> coming around. Yeah. Every summer, every summer, it's those Renfair kids, you know, wanting yep. to go get their sassafras. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deep fried corn on a stick. No, wait, that's a, that's the, the and they're giant, thing. Sorry. Uh, they're, they're giant turkey legs. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. the <laughs> giant turkey legs. So, oh, yeah. Um, gems that have various 
improbable properties definitely yeah. yeah so um so so people are annoyed with that and then with the the Jerumfi sitting down you've also convinced them that this is a new fine form of performance art that tries to reveal the impatient nature of cities <laughs> and yeah. the car crash clearly to everyone who's not being hit by another car maybe even to them mm-hmm. is just part of just part of the demonstration and everyone goes yep. ah yep so smart yep and then, do I have of course, to roll think, for this or did I just No, it do just this? happens. This is kind of the outcome of the previous <laughs> roll that happened. And this is the, the the no but, basically. We went through an elaborate no and an elaborate but. Uh so um okay. So now you are at the beach. Um the you're you find so this area, it's not very populated right now. So that's 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 fortunate. Um Jerumfi, you can try to switch into another outfit that looks do you want to do this? Like you can choose yeah, to do, do that. Do you want to look more beach-like? Yeah, I mean, you are on the sand. That's true. <laughs> you can just We're roll around in the, the sand. Um, I, so I, I was imagining that the ridiculous outfit kit was one of those bodybuilder spandex suits. Oh, yes, yes <laughs> for sure. You don't even have to roll. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> You've got so, it. So. And eggs, and eggs, and okay, you are wearing a bodybuilder suit. <laughs> Damn it, Nick. <laughs> this is why Just... Nick always ends up with all the foo points and fate points. Uh, okay. All right. So you muscle you muscle your way right onto the beach, strutting your stuff oh, yeah. as goth Victorian heiress to something is coming behind you with her uh her parasol and uh and am i still jumping shoulder to shoulder being like i swear it's performance art yes i mean in (laughs) fact you look like you're part of the performance art on hexia right now like of course you know she's just got a toy uh, a toy fairy on there it just completes the outfit basically excellent Uh, yeah uh okay so um which is also a ren fair thing yeah (laughs) so you are at the beach, there is a dude that rents out boats, and you do have some cash. Uh, it's like a very bored-looking teenager, uh, so you know you could you can very easily rent a boat if you want to. I think that's a good idea. Yep. What do you okay. guys think? I would agree. Yeah, we can try to find them. Do, with it do we want to pay cash for it, or do I want to distract the bored teenager, and we'll just take a boat? Well, we are demons. We are demons. They are locked up, so there is mm-hmm. at least one member of the group that that's no problem for, though. I was gonna say exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, sure. Uh, why don't uh um, why don't you distract the the guard? Uh, is this just you distracting mm-hmm. the guard, or I actually I think in the background, Muscle Shirt is just adding extra distraction. So, oh yeah. Um, why don't you roll three? Three, uh, or by guard, we mean teenager. So roll three <laughs> die to distract the teenager. Okay, so I'm rolling three die. Yeah. I got a six. Okay, yeah, he's distracted. Are you just adding to the, the you know, I mean, he might be into the bulging uh, muscle. muscle yeah, shirt. I was, well, and the way that I was planning on distracting him was to see what his inner desires were. And I then... Think- Push I him think, towards those vices. I think Muscle Man is just it. He, he is into that. 
Yeah. Gummy uh, muscle man. That's right. It's <laughs> it's the perfect thing. My my shoulders are bulging in ways never before imagined. Yes, that's right. Uh, you are rippling with muscles. You are oh, rippled. You're absolutely is. rippled. Uh, so he is very well distracted as uh Drumpy is uh stretching uh uh this would not be entirely working on its own without the pixie dust, let's say that, though, because there's a little yeah. bit too much ripple every time one of the muscles is flexed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it's working. The, the pixie dust is making it look like the the ideal, the ideal version. As opposed to the gelatinous. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so, like, everyone, everyone else on this beach is like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy looking at uh, Trumpy? But this guy is just like, hmm. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Ripped. Great. So, um, so, so, Hexia, this is no trouble for you. Roll three die to, to oxidize that thing. Six. Okay. You oxidize it. Uh, you oxidize all of them. Uh, they, the, if you want, you, well, you can oxidize all of them if you want. What is your and? What's your preferred and? I shouldn't give you your and for you. What's your preferred and to the yes? Okay, so is it? It's like a dock with like a, a line of yeah speed speedboats. Yep, kind of thing. Um, yeah, definitely oxidizes all the locks, and I'm gonna say it also kind of AOE's all of the outboard motors of all of the, the boats except for the one that we're gonna use. Um, Great, so that nobody mm. could follow us. That happens, and they just wait, 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 wait. Can I, can I, uh, can I pose a a counter uh, option? Sure. Sure. Instead of uh, disabling all of the other boats, I could just hop on like five other shoulders and convince five other people to steal boats. I don't want more humans on the water with us. Yeah, that's fair. I think it might be easiest to just let them drift. Uh, Okay. So I think so. Yeah, they they you you just you uh, corrode all of those and uh, both their 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 latchings and the motors of all the other boats, and they just all start drifting, and you can hop in the boat uh, and uh, um, sticks. You can break the spell just in time for him to have a a a deep amount of confusion as reality sets into what he's looking at. And that yeah. should have him be kind of shocked and stunned enough to not realize that you are all getting into the boat and driving away. Yeah. Okay. That works. Uh, you have left a very disturbed poor teenager on the dock. But, but also uh, sexually awakened. <laughs> uh, I think he was already awakened to that. He just... <laughs> it just was the right thing. Yeah. So... Uh, but... Until it turned out that it actually wasn't. So anyway, you, uh, uh, so, so yeah, you can all get in the boat and you can drive away. Um, so you're, you're, you're riding out. Um, you actually see what looks a little bit, um, or actually I'm going to have you all roll for this. Everybody roll to die and take the best of two. Three. Four. Okay. (laughs) That means that. Let's just go. Let's just keep it simple and go with Gummy. So, Gummy, you you pick up on, you're like, hey, there's a delicious looking trail of like something that's not quite gummy, but, you know, 
it's it's almost like it and and then you know as you point over the edge your your uh sticks is able to be like oh right yeah that's 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 like smoke wisps basically um like you know like shadow wisps basically so um that's probably so you're able to track where this thing appears to be moving from and to um so and and uh you're able to follow it i'm assuming you're going to follow it right to the source right yeah wait have we decided how we're going to catch this thing i don't know i mean i just assumed i'd get in and wrestle it (laughs) yeah i mean that's an option (laughs) you're gonna get all of the foo points but it might kill you (laughs) but i'm sticky you are sticky are are demons susceptible to fairy dust or pixie dust? We already established that they were in our last adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. We did. Although those were like sapient, sentient, yeah. You don't know what this thing is yet. So, um, yeah. So, so what? So you could you could tr- certainly try if you can track it down. Mm-hmm. So why don't? So do you want to just get closer to it until where you can actually get a, a glimpse of what it is, and then try to assess what the best next action is? That seems wise. Have you heard from my contact yet? By the way. Can we check Hexia's uh, demon phone? It looks like it. The phone call is gonna is gonna happen like in like another fifteen minutes. So it's pretty soon, but not immediate. Okay. Um. So uh, probably enough to be able to interact with whatever the heck this thing is. So um, I'm assuming you're gonna want to basically kind of pull up close to it, but try to be a little bit sneaky about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can cut the motor a little bit of a ways out and kind of drift towards it. Um, yes. who is the best person for being able to make that roll to see whether or not you're noticed? I think it's maybe Styx or Hexia. Uh, I don't I'm, think it's Drumpy I'm Bear. I'm the least, I'm the least noticeable out of our characters. Yes. Okay. So I I'm mean, gonna... I could, I could even go ahead and scout because I hover. Oh yeah. And actually yeah. you, oh my gosh. So I can just go ahead of the boat. That's true. And Hexia, also, you have guiding principle and underdogs on your on your thing. And I, I know this isn't fate, but I can't resist those being puns. So uh, I'm gonna I I'm gonna let you just do the role combining you and sticks working together um, mm-hmm. to to try to guide the boat. So roll three and take the best of those. Five. Okay, so yeah, you managed to get up without the thing noticing yet you yet, and you can kind of get up here into the water, although it's very hard to see from up on top here. It would be helpful if somebody was willing to either put their face into the water or something to try to get a better look at the darker shape underneath. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> there he is. Can I... <laughs> Wait, 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 question. Does this thing have a shoulder that I can pop to? Because people don't don't see me if I'm on their shoulder. Is there an equivalent with this thing? It didn't have a shoulder, but it is starting to get tiny arms, which might be close enough, so... If it's got tiny arms, it's got tiny shoulders. Or at least the last time you <laughs> saw it, it did. Um, and, uh... Actually... Good life advice right there. Why don't... Why don't we combine both of these? Six. <laughs> you can get the advantage. Oh God! Should I give? I'm I'm gonna give everybody a foo point for this suggestion. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> uh, sticks. 
you can take the because I feel like this is such a drumpy bear thing to do, <laughs> but it's also so unfortunate. Um, sticks, you can take the advantage if you can be guided there. And drumpy bear, mm-hmm. one of your one of your properties here is all you need is a little push. Well, <laughs> you can push yourself off. You know, so you can guide where sticks goes if you can get a view. So you just say, oh, all I need is a little push. And you just jump. You just tip tip yourself over and pour yourself out right into the water <laughs> and start slowly descending into the water. Oh, no. Luckily, you didn't know this before, necessarily. But it seems like you're able to control your level of floating up and down to some degree, but very slowly. Uh, Hexia, uh, I have a suggestion for something I think you might do in this moment, but it's up to you. Wait, am, am, I, am I doing the thing that I suggested Sticks, or no? you're going to be going down, but you have to wait until Gummy Bear can guide you in, basically, until like he has okay. enough of his view. Uh, Hexia, I, I have a suggestion. Sure. Which, there is an anchor in the boat. You can stick that right into Jerumfy Bear's back right before he goes down so that you have a way to pull him back up if need be. Uh, yes. So, so gummy, gummy Bear is basically the worm? Yes. The- you are the gummy worm. <laughs> My biggest question right now is how quickly am I melting? You're not melting, amazingly. Because you're not actually made out of sugar and glycerin. So it, you're melting a little bit like this. There's a wonderful item in Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup that's like a prune, the magical prune rod that turns somebody into a prune if you hit them with it. Except it has no in-game effect because it turns them into a prune very slowly over the course of their entire lifetime and just turns their skin purple and wrinkly. Uh, and so <laughs> it has no in-game effect. And I think that that's kind of like you disintegrating here in the water. You're disintegrating, but you know, over about the course of like 40 years. So you're okay, okay. for now. So uh, so why don't we have you basically be lowered down? So you're starting to lower down and getting a bit more of a view. Uh, Jerumpy, why don't you roll... I think you're getting close enough. Uh, how long do you want to wait until you try to get a good look? How, how close do you want to be? It's going to affect how hard it is. I Yeah, I feel like you'd wait until he was pretty close okay well you're gonna be very close when this happens but you get to roll through you die <laughs> three four five okay well you're very close but you are um able to see very clearly that this thing has grown into a large frog-like creature and it has a man sitting on top of it. Hmm. And it looks like that man may be affixed exactly where those suckery teeth are. Huh. So. So you can hop on the shoulder like of. Boss. You can hop on the shoulder of the frog or the person. It doesn't really matter too much. You take a choice there, Sticks. Well, I I think that the person's shoulders are more uh, more recognizable as shoulders. All right, so you can do that. So, Drumpy Bear, roll two die to try to intimidate this thing with your sudden appearance, and take the best of the two, as opposed to it being upset. Four. Okay. 
yes, you've intimidated it, but it is going to freak out very shortly unless if uh, Styx manages to intervene. So, Excellent. Styx, it's up to you. This, feel, this feels like a common theme of this game. Uh, I think it is. Uh, Styx, <laughs> it's your turn. Uh, um, how? What is the approach you're taking here? What are you trying to do? Well, first I want to get a read on what its inner desires are. Okay. So before roll, I take an action. Roll three die and take the best of three. Five. Um it's conscious, but it doesn't seem like a human consciousness. And it seems like a unified non-human consciousness. But it doesn't seem malevolent. It does not <sighs> seem malevolent. It just seems hmm. alive and intelligent, but not human. Okay. But it doesn't have any inner desires? Its inner desire at the moment is to survive and to uh and and basically to find out what it is and to try to make its way in whatever this world is. Um but it seems very smart. And like it is, it could be ambitious, but not necessarily not necessarily evil. Okay. So if we don't give it the the potion that would make it follow the business dude, we might be able to negotiate with this with these things directly. Could be. Um, can we communicate with? At the moment, you can only instill desires, Drumphy Bear. Open uh, could Drumpy Bear. Is it fair to say that you would try to communicate right now and probably just let out some gummy bears and make some gurgly noises? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that happens. No need to roll. Um, <laughs> some some of your brothers start floating upwards. You can yep. you can roll to see if you manage to catch them. Roll a single die if you want to. Oh no! Oh, I'm abandoning them to the sea with my three. Okay. Uh no, you don't manage to catch them, but you realize that they're free now. They're free to uh, float uh, to float and and be their own bears, basically. <laughs> um, so As they start melting. Oh no. You are no longer paying attention to the frog and you are instead gurgling sadly at, at some gummy bears that are floating up above you. Um all right, so you can instill some ideas into this thing sticks but you have the feeling that if you actually wanted to speak to it you'd actually have to get it on land somewhere and there are some like little aisles around but you'd have to convince it to step up onto some land for you to have a conversation yeah i think i'm going to uh i think i'm going to push it in the like try and convince it to to towards one of the mostly deserted looking islands um and i have do it and pixie dust. Although I don't know if the pixie dust works underwater. I think that this situation is difficult. You can't use the pixie dust. So I think you're going to have to roll two and take the best of those two. Okay. Five. Okay. So you, you convince it. You know, it thinks, oh, gosh, actually, I could, I could really use stretching my newfound legs. So it decides to, all on its own, of course, to go scramble up towards that uh, island. Plus, then it can get away from whatever this incredibly creepy 
bloated thing that's appeared in the water is. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's going to go over that way. Um, I think you can roll three, however, to try to make it immediately less afraid of all of you. Me? Yes. Okay. You said three? Yeah. I got a four. Okay. So, yes, it's going to not be afraid of all of you, but it is going to be suspicious about your intentions. So, it's not going to run away as you come up to the island, but it doesn't believe in you, like, as being trustworthy entities yet. I mean, to be fair, we're demons. Right. Okay. It's probably a healthy level of skepticism. So, you all can make it towards the island. Over there, and uh, and and have a conversation with it if you'd like. Um, what would you like to say to it? Who wants to take the lead? Also, by the way, I I'm assuming like... Hexia, you you probably, I'm assuming you reeled up Drumphy Bear instead of just moving forward with Drumphy Bear, dragging him along. Maybe you've lost enough patience to do that. I don't know. It's, it's no, your choice. I'm not just. I'm not going to drag him along by the anchor because knowing him, fine. I don't even know if I'm talking about Drumpy or if I'm talking about Nick. <laughs> <laughs> knowing him, he would the line gets blurred sometimes. Some way to involve us in like random fuckery involving an octopus or something. So I haul him up. Okay, Drumpy, uh, you can get pulled up. Uh, I did what what does stick to you? I, I feel like you get something that sticks to you on your way up. Is it a jellyfish or some seaweed or what? I mean, I'm I'm not gonna complain if it's an octopus. I think we got into <laughs> a sticky challenge. Ooh, mm. it, you got into a sticky yeah. challenge. Uh like, which, and it's it's currently Clearly I told the octopus I was stickier than it was. It's angrily inking all over your face as you get pulled into the ba- into the boat. Oh no. Please tell me that this can be like like we always do and this can become yeah. a new friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean a drumpy bear roll 3 die to make uh, roll 2 die to make a good new friend. Sorry. Not 3. Two fives. Uh, nice. yeah, this is your new friend. What's his name? Or her, or it. Inky. <laughs> Is it? Did you say Inky? I said Inky. <laughs> I think I think that that was that was the octopus letting us know what her name was. It's just inking. Ah. <laughs> inking gummy bear's face. Oh, that's uh. right. And and you know the the the, the advantages things. It turns out the, the the octopus, if it gets too dry, it can just dip into Drumphy for a little bit and come right out. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yes, but this has to have like the added consequence of the longer their association, the more intelligent and demonic <laughs> the octopus becomes. Absolutely, because octopi really need to be more intelligent I know. and demonic. <laughs> on their- like as opposed to your standard octopus. That octopus oh, is no. gonna shoot out all the light bulbs in the office that annoy it. Uh, yes. Okay. Also, can we say that this octopus is just like um positioned like those tiny Lolita top hats? Sure. Why not? 
it you know you know like the tiny <laughs> the tiny top hats that like are part of a Lolita oh, no. costume. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. Also, I feel like I could use Pinky to good effect to terrify everything and everyone around me. I think that's probably true. I don't think you need extra help to terrify everything and everyone around you. (laughs) Chris, I want to point out how long it's taken us to briefly derail the campaign to get a pet. This is like, this is impressive for us. (laughs) It did take... Like two thirds, th- well, probably about two thirds through the uh, the second session we've ever done of uh, of these characters. Yes, okay, very good. You're all very restrained in your Pokemoning. Yes, very good job. This this is also the first not sapient thing we've come across. So I think it's less restrained and more lacking opportunities. <laughs> He was proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> proud in air quotes, yes. Okay, uh, great. Great in air quotes, yes. Um, so you can speak to this thing. Uh, the, the frog-like creature is um, willing to speak. Uh, and uh, and it, uh, it gives you a wide-mouthed grin with the mouth on the frog. <laughs> And then, uh, um, but it's a little bit nervous, and then speaks with the human that's sitting on top of it. So what? Cool. What? What is it that you'd like from me? Hexia, are you taking point on this? You seem to be our negotiator. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> why? You know why not? Okay. I mean, you seem to be our negotiator. All right. So. So what would you what how what are you trying to do? It is nervous, but it's willing to talk. Okay, well first of all, I back through my human memories of trying not to be scary. And I would probably say something along the lines of we're not here. I'm not gonna lie either though. Hmm. We we were sent here to apprehend you. To apprehend me. But we would like to know why you're here or why you believe you're here at the home office sent us. But we don't exactly trust home office right now. Yes. And did, does it know what a home office is? Why don't, Hexia, why don't you roll, uh, roll, it's pretty suspicious. Roll two and take the best of two. Unless if you want to add a food point right up front to try to roll three and take the best of three. I mean, you yeah, can always... you know, I have I have five fruit points. I'm gonna go ahead and do that so I can roll three. Yep, I I removed one fruit point for you. Thank you. Uh, six. Okay, great. Um, it it thinks. What an interesting question. Well, you're clearly not trying to apprehend me now. So here's the thing: my memories have changed an awful lot. I only vaguely remember being what I think is called a human. But those memories feel very old and foreign to me now. I mostly remember being like a swimming creature that was not able to really think in words. Up until the point where I joined with this human. I'm afraid that human does not have much thought any longer. But I am able to think with it. 
Uh, I think I've mostly taken over. Uh, I'm sorry that that's the case. I didn't mean to hurt the human, but I think I've replaced the human, if that makes sense. But I don't really know why I'm here. My memories from the before time were being in, I think, what you'd call some sort of tank. And then being, I remember someone letting me out of the tank. And then I remember, uh, I actually, I don't think they were trying to let me out of the tank. I think they were just trying to let one of us out of the tank. And then a bunch of us got out. And there was some sort of rift. And we made it through and we fell into this ocean. And I think we weren't supposed to be here. I don't think we were meant to be let out. I think only one of us was meant to be let out. Mm. Do you know where the others are? I don't know. Uh, They were being that creature. You know, he looked an awful lot like me now that you speak of it. That creature was wheeling him away. Um... You know, I don't mean to say that he looked exactly like me. I just mean to say I haven't seen another creature quite like me before in this form as, like, you know, this more stout okay. form. So it was, uh, it was BTB then. Uh, another creature that looked like kind of a frog on the bottom and a humanoid on top. Sure, sure. Yeah, that seems to be what he's saying, basically. And you only know of one other of those existing in the demon realm. Mm-hmm. And so it was an accident that the rest of you came up here, but then someone was trying to exploit that instead of containing it. That seems like a plausible explanation, but I can't really say for sure. Yeah. So, other than survival... I can pretty much guarantee that if you stay in the human realm, you're going to get hunted. Yes. Well, I'm happy to relocate. Especially if your friends are also going to be uh, taking humans and incorporating them. Because then you're going to be seen as murderers. Well, you know... I feel like the person, the human that I previously inhabited was a business person, uh, as many people, I think, are along that beach. And that that feels convenient because I feel like I have a real, I have a real knack for that sort of thing. Do you think that there's any way where I could find employment doing more of that kind of work? I do. I, I have this vague doing feeling Doing evil of business? <laughs> Well, I don't know what I don't know what you mean by evil, but I mean you know business, yeah, opportunities, yeah. Uh, all sorts of things like that. We could provide you with references, but that would be great. Uh, yeah, if you could help me get Heck, back to it, that would be Hexia, wonderful. Hexia here is the uh, the head of the human resources. Of human resources, and well, I am part human. You know, are yeah. you able? Are you able to take on? Are you able to choose how your human face looks? Are you able to choose your appearance? No, uh, I, I'm not. But um, And actually, uh, everybody roll three die to see whether or not something strikes you immediately as you roll this. Five. Six. Five. Uh, so everybody realizes that the, uh, the human looks, much, looks younger than they did 
when they were pulled into the water. They don't look quite oh. as frail anymore. So it looks like the um, it, there's some sort of life extension property that's involved here. So that seems positive. But, you know, Sticks, you're really you're really hit it feeling like there's a bunch of things that don't completely add up here. Like, okay, um, there's a life extension thing. There's this, there's this, this fact that there's another one of these that, that let them go. But then there's this other, it, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't answer the whole Peter and BTB thing. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. explain mm-hmm. all of that. But like if there's definitely has to be a connection between all of that, but it doesn't explain everything. But you do get the sense that, okay, yes, it it makes sense. But he he remarks, no, um, no, I I don't I don't have any control, though I do feel like my human part is much livelier than it was. But no, it didn't it didn't change form. Uh it, it just it just kind of grew more energetic and, and younger feeling, basically. So, um, I think our first goal should be to find the other, what, like, 11 of these things? That seems wise. Ring, ring. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, your phone call. My Elixir Lab contact is calling. Uh, hello, this is Hesia. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you're, are you the person who is calling about the Elixir stuff? I am. What can you tell me? Uh, yeah, look. I I don't want to get in any trouble. I need I need your promise that if you if I tell you about this stuff that uh you're you're not going to loop me into like you're not going to name me. I I need that promise before I speak. I would never name a whistleblower. All right. Well, uh, look, uh, those of us in the Elixir lab, we've sworn an oath of documenting procedures. And uh I we we believe in reproducibility of research and <laughs> I I just I got really upset. It, it wasn't exactly breaking the reproducibility research thing when I, I raised it to my boss and he said, Oh you don't 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 cause any trouble, you know. Yeah, we didn't break the rules technically, but it felt kinda like it was breaking the rules. Like I got a call from a guy and he said, Oh yeah, put together this elixir. And he gave me a bunch of instructions. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put together that elixir. And then I got a call from another guy. He sounded very similar. And he was like, I'll put together that elixir. And I was like, okay, I'll put together that elixir. But then I looked at the shipping receipts. And the second guy who made asked me to make the second elixir, he changed it. I, I was supposed to ship him the first elixir that the first guy asked for. I I don't know what happened there, but I feel like I feel like that was breaking the rules. It was breaking the rules about forms and filing procedures. And if there's one thing that elixir demons can't handle, it's it's breaking those kind of rules. Of course. I I just thought you should know that. What do the two elixirs do? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, sometimes you get to ask to mix these things up and they do a few things and it's kind of different right the first one was the first one was an elimination thing the first one should have the first one should have just gotten should have just evaporated things and the second one the second one was like a mind control thingy it was like Mm -hmm. a like a 
like a bind you to it kind of thing. Like, why do you do that one? And you're like, you know, like people like you give them ideas and it's like, yeah, I got to listen to those ideas. That seems like a good idea. Oh, no. <gasps> Is that what happened to my boss? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just I'm so nervous. I don't want somebody to do that to me. I believe in forms. Well, thank you very much for your information. I you, out. Go ahead, Bear. Do you happen to have the shipping receipts? Uh, I've got the shipping receipts, but I'd be very scared of giving you the shipping receipts because it might mean somebody finding the shipping receipts and maybe they'd be like, oh, who's the guy who had the shipping receipts? And it's me. I'm the guy with the shipping receipts. And then <laughs> they okay. know. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. I think anything else you guys want to ask? Uh, I, I have a question for the GM. Um. Chris, is this call on speakerphone? It's on speakerphone. Can we so that, hear it? Yeah, everybody can hear it. Including the guy we're talking to. Yeah, the guy you're talking the to can, can totally hear this. hybrid dude. Yeah. Okay. So he um, now, so, yeah, selfie? Oh, no, no. Finish that. I have so, a uh, in-game question. Well, I, I was just wondering if we could use... I guess this is a question for the party. If we could use that as leverage to get uh, get the lamp morale dude to just peacefully help us find his buddies and then follow us back, because one set of people was willing to kill them all to evaporate them all, and then the other set of people wanted to mind control them, and we're just like, come back and we'll recruit you to work for our corporation. <laughs> so. Uh... So let's review some information you've been given as players. Mm-hmm. So some things you know. Who do you think is the most likely person, given all that information, who asked for the first potion and who asked for the second potion? Well, it seems likely that uh, BTB was the one that asked for the first uh, potion and Peter Plentiment was the one who asked for the second. And what did the first potion do and what does the second potion do? First potion, potion would have gotten rid of them. And evaporated them. The second potion would have turned them into Peter's flying monkeys. That's right. So, um, given all of that, you might want to think carefully about how you reintroduce these characters back into that environment run by a uh, Omnicom Glogmerate uh, who apparently wanted other creatures very similar to him dead. That's a good point. Also, you also know that he has one of these things still, and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they need to be unpaid interns. <laughs> <laughs> also, we know, so we know the potions were switched, but do we know what happened to the elimination potion? You don't. Okay. Uh, Cause that would be my other question for our friend in the labs is he has the shipping mm-hmm. receipt. Does he know what happened? You can send a, You can send an off-the-record message to him that he can reply to with okay. that information. So you don't have to have another phone call with him. Okay. That's the thing I do. Okay, so you send off the mm-hmm. message, and you can find that out. Um, he'll probably reply, you know, like in a few minutes when you hop back on your boat or whatever. So I just and- feel like we should keep track of that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like right now our our top priority should still be finding the other 11 lamp morales, right? Yeah, I agree. 
And okay. then we can figure out what we're going to do, whether we're going to bring them back to the demon world or populate one of these uh, asserted islands in the human world. Is this something you're saying out loud oh, as you're basically discussing it? I was going to... Yeah, I think I think that, that, uh, that the Lampmoral dude can be involved in that conversation. Well, I could probably yeah, find them. Yeah, I think them. I'm saying this out loud. Yeah, I could probably yeah. find them. Like, I, I know they're sent. Like, I can find them in the water. The problem is, is that they're not fully, they're not sapient. Like they're, they're semi-intelligent. They're not, but they're not, they're not smart. Like you can, they're more like, so like, and this is me saying as more like a GM, like what you kind of pick up from hearing this, like, it's like a dog level of intelligence. Like you can Mm -hmm. cooperate with them. You can get them to do some things, but until they merge Mm -hmm. with a human, it sounds like they're not smart enough to completely do things, but you could at least have probably the other lamp Merle dude gain enough confidence to be able to like cat herd them or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like they're in danger if they just remain in the wild in the human realm. Yes. And if they do uh, gain a human portion, then they'll be more intelligent, but the more humans that are taken, the more danger the group as a whole will be in, right? So what we need to do is crash an airplane carrying a baseball team into the ocean. (laughs) That's 12 people. <laughs> I vote that we go after the ones that are in the wild and mm-hmm. tame them in some way. Well, I mean, yeah, and then... Nick, Nick, I mean, it sounds like that's something that Jerome is actually proposing. You could do that. You could find 12 people you don't particularly like and get them to be hosts. But, you know, that's up to whether or not you feel com- comfortable with that. But it might also take you a while could, for them guys, to become fully could... human like. I could I could really easily convince twelve people that they want to become symbiotic demons. I mean, I mean, you don't but, have to convince them to become symbiotic demons. You can convince them to get near the water. Whether or not that's something you feel comfortable doing, it does appear to kill the mind of the original person mostly. Mm-hmm. I I mean, we could I could also find twelve bad people, but I wouldn't mind becoming human hosts to demons. We also, there's no way of guaranteeing that if these guys achieve sapience of their own, that their goals will align with ours. Right. It's probably better to not intentionally try and convert more of these things. It's probably better to collect them as they are and then figure out what to do next. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can, you can make a plan on exactly what to do with them, but it sounds like you have a rough idea and you also know that the, uh, that the current lamp is able to find them. And, uh, he basically tells you an area of the beach that he'll end up coming and, and swimming back and basically moving back around to, to be able to, so that you can relocate him again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, you can do that. Um, uh, ding, you get a message from, uh, uh, the, the person in the, uh, the elixir department. They say, uh, that the elixir still exists. So it's in cold storage. Okay. So it's still at the lab. Can we contact the people at the zoo, um, to figure out if we 
live capture these because there was a mix-up with the elixirs if we can just return them to the zoo? That might be a bit hard. Uh, Hexia, if you want to take point on that and roll two, uh, I think you can work your contacts. Let's see. Four. Okay. Um, yes, you can do it, but people will definitely find out that you were involved. So you might want to wait on anything like that until you are confident that you're okay with your name being associated with it. I also, we don't, we still don't know why BCB, I mean, we can maybe like hazard a guess why someone who has been, like, we know that he's been uh, like wounded in some way, right? So Mm -hmm. we can ascertain probably why he would be interested in this sort of a creature, perhaps. Well, wait, Um, wait, mm -hmm. you might, you might actually know exactly what happened and why he rides around on that that toad by now you might have all that information literally sitting right in front of you that he he was just taken over by a toad thing i mean it seems likely right yeah Mm -hmm. something else must have happened as well probably but so i wonder if he was he was getting one out to turn his twin brother like him could be the whole yeah it doesn't seem like there's a lot of mutual trust between the brothers, even though they're working together. You do know that because you know that there was at least that they were uh, that basically their plans did not align for whatever reason, that they wanted different mm-hmm. elixirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the best thing to do with these not uh, symbiotic yet lamp morals is to figure out what to do with symbiotic or where to take the symbiotic lamp morale and just have him be the caretaker for yeah. the non-symbiotic ones instead of returning them to the zoo. Yes. And I still think they'd be safer in the demon realm. You can, so so you also know that you have like a lot of contacts if you're within sufficient means to use all your contacts to be able to pull off something like moving these kind of things and opening portals and stuff like that. That's something that your organization can do, but how can Mm -hmm. you justify that right now? Like right now you're not going to, if you wanted to do that thing, you'd be fired and possibly even uh, have some sort of bad litigious things happen against you basically. So you, Mm -hmm. you need, you need some sort of justification to be able to pull that off. Hmm. Well, would it be possible for us to safely contain them here for now, while we suss out the assorted like factors at play, sure. So you can you can uh, you can you could you could probably very e- so you can very easily convince the current lamp morel to just try to be basically a guardian of the current ones and keep them from really getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we should also try and convince him to move to a way less habited part of the ocean. Okay. Yeah, you could do that. So, can I say that knowing Hexia, um, it would be within her her tendency towards, you know, when she does take action, being extremely thorough, and um, that she would have, like, looked up sort of a, a topographic map of where the Lantmorels were seen and could point them at maybe, like, an island that has sort of, you know a deep water lagoon that could be sealed off in some way 
I think at the moment it's pretty easy. Like you don't need to spend a bunch of resources on this. The Lampmerel is convinced he can keep the other Lampmerels out of harm's way for like the rest of the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you can reassess what you want to do after that, basically. Okay. So the question is, how are we going to deal with our company then? We could go back and say that we neutralized the situation for the moment, but we need more guidance. I don't know. What is it that you'd like to do? Uh, You also have some information you haven't completely gotten yet. So you could try to capture the remaining information here, or you could go and actually try to capture information and also try to manipulate things by going back home. Both of those are perfectly valid routes that you can go down. And maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I'm I'm also confused about why the original potion was still hanging out in cold storage. Like why that was never delivered in the first place. Do you want to send a message to the uh the elixir guy to see if you can find out why? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can send a message to him. It comes back almost immediately. And he just basically says, there wasn't an order to destroy it. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, like there, and he just basically says there wasn't an order to destroy it. So we didn't destroy it. That makes sense. Yeah. So do we want to try and uh, once we've got the sapient lamp rail, uh set up to keep the other ones safe. We want to try and go back to the demon realm and figure shit out on that side. You know, we do have a potential source of information and possibly like an into what is happening. <laughs> we, we still have a mind control potion and mm. you know, Peter's here and sucks. That's true. And the mind control potion made people uh it it made Nick susceptible to suggestion to to suggestion from other people but more from peter than other people but if we made mm-hmm. peter take the mind control thing then <laughs> we might be able to use that to interrogate him well what if what if we made peter take it and because it's supposed to make people more susceptible to peter it's, you could make him think that the thoughts were his thoughts yes i like this plan <laughs> <laughs> you can absolutely try no. that route. I am oh. down for this level of uh, <laughs> of interrogation. Poor Peter. Is it Why poor, poor Peter? Peter? <laughs> yeah, He's the one who wanted to turn these guys into flying monkeys. He won't know what hit him. Good. Yeah, good. He was the asshole That's in the first advantage. place. <laughs> okay. So you can, uh, so, so the, the lamp says, thanks. I'll, I'll take care of the other lamp here. Here's where you can meet me. I'll check back like every 15 minutes or something like Mm -hmm. that. So he's just going to basically scout around, try to round them up and just try to keep them out of trouble. Um, and he'll be doing that through the rest of the day and hopes to meet you at some point during the day. Uh, if it takes longer than a day, he might lose interest. Uh, but if for now you've got his interest, so. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure that he's clear that uh, any more humans go missing, uh, then they're going to have a lot of humans out searching for them and trying to kill them. Okay, that meant you made it clear. Okay. Are we going back to mind control Peter? (laughs) Using his own mind control serum? 
It feels very on brand for this group. Yes. <laughs> Which is a meta way of being like, I hate you. All of you. <laughs> I think it's great. In quotation marks. Uh, let's, let's do it. Uh, so, so. No one uh, needs new gloves. Yeah. So why don't you, why don't you, uh, Nick, we're going to have you do this again for the whole group. Roll a single die and find out how subtly you make it back. Oh, it's on the floor. And of course, it's a three. Okay. Now you're not subtle. You create both, once again, Hexia and Jerumphy create various problems again. And yep. Sticks is left to... Uh, convince them that they're normal for some reason or or create other distractions. So, Hexia, what's your distraction? So, or what's I, your confusion? I would like or Jerumphy, go ahead. Every single time this question has been asked, I've rolled a three in response. Yeah. <laughs> it feels Good job. appropriate. Okay. <laughs> it does. All right. Uh, so, what, what, what happens this time? I mean, I feel like Hexia, the, the, if it ain't broke, and I'm not actively trying to break it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't mess with it. So I, she would probably just continue to lean into like, you know, uh, sticks kind of explain the whole render thing to her, and she is like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. let's. Yep, I'm cosplaying. Hello. Yeah. Uh, th- okay, great. Okay. And uh, 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 Drumpy, what's what what's your problem this time? Man. Uh... See, until you started mentioning cosplaying, I was imagining some scenario with stealing an ambulance, but... Oh, Lord, never. What? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> because it's Nick. To get people out of our way. <sighs> okay, you know what? Why not? I'm just oh, gonna... No. I'm not gonna let Nick give us any other opportunities to come up with other things. That's what happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hexia and Styx are like, you know, don't worry, we've got this. We're, uh, um, we're, we're, we figured out how to make this normal. And then <laughs> Jerumphy Bear it's comes blasting through <laughs> in an ambulance yelling, beep, beep, wee-oo, out the window, improperly disguised as a jump, as a gummy bear, hops out of the ambulance. <laughs> And the rest of you just have to make it into the building. Uh, but the ambulance, don't worry, Drumpy doesn't know how to properly drive. So it crashes into a wall and people are left dealing with that thing instead. So oh, that's uh, a good distraction. Okay. Uh, and uh, Styx, you're stuck cleaning up and making them think that it wasn't a gummy bear that was in there. Uh, it was something else. It was just the hallucinogens they've been having or something. Okay, I'm gonna say that it was a. They're filming a scene in a movie. Didn't, oh, yes. didn't you? Didn't you sign the release to be an extra? Oh yeah, it's that <laughs> new kind of ARCG. Of course, I just yeah. I just see it with you know, um, and people go looking for their Google Glass or whatever they think it is that they're wearing. Where did I put it? Yeah. That was a pretty good scene. Uh, so okay, yeah. Um, so uh, you you all hop into the building. Uh, you. Uh, schlorpen, uh, uh, or at least one of you schlorps your way in, and the other one, uh, tries to be very dignified while a fairy is on their shoulder. And yeah, you make and it I to the elevator. Still hovering, not walking. Still hovering, not walking. You make it into the elevator, and you can go all the way up. And, uh, 
there's a little doorbell thing. I'm assuming you press that or or do you mm-hmm. or is is uh, Hexia just choosing to are you going to ask to be let in or are you just going to let yourself in? I so I had an idea that I'd like to propose to the group. I'm assuming we've done a, a modicum of planning here before we storm castle. Um, what if so this is like, you know, big rich CEO dude. I assume he is a secretary or something, right? Yeah. He does. Like some sort of underling who would have ready access to him, perhaps prepare him his martini. Mm, yeah. So you're using your HR skills here basically to work the network. And so Wait, is my... she using her HR skills to work the network, or am I using my mind control skills to get, you know, the, co- get the secretary to poison her boss? <laughs> Why not both, right? You know, so... If you I've com- got a good track record of anarchy with uh, female employees fighting the patriarchy today. <laughs> yeah, so who wants to take point point on the rolling, and I'll let whoever wants to do it roll with three. I think that it makes sense that LP located the the secretary. Mm-hmm. Or do we do you want to do it in two turns so LP locates the secretary and then I do sure. the mind okay. control? Uh, Hexia, roll uh, roll three. Five. Okay, and uh, six. Roll three. Six. One. Okay. All right, excellent. You have managed to find the secretary and convince the secretary that, you know what, screw this. Uh, yeah, I'm in for whatever you want to mix into that drink, uh, you know? Yeah, it- your boss, I'm sure, sexually harasses you, demeans you, asks you to do things at all hours of the night, does not respect you as a person. All true, absolutely. So, fuck that guy. Not literally, because that's what he wants. Yep. So you I'll poison his drink. She goes and makes his favorite martini. Uh, you mix that stuff in there, uh, and uh, you're you're off and on your way uh, back to the elevator. Then, uh, and you, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, are you just driving, mm-hmm. heading right up there, or what are you doing? So, are yeah. we bringing the secretary with us? I assume. Oh, good question. Are you going to have the secretary be well, the one that brings the drink wait, wait, in? Wait, wait. Why, are, why are we going up? Because usually a secretary's desk would be like right outside the office. This isn't his office. This is his penthouse suite. Remember, there's two buildings. Oh, that's one right. of them's yeah. a... He's not working today. He is... Uh, um, right. He's he's taking a day off. So he... This might uh, be more of like a personal assistant than, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you can convince her... You can have her take the lead. And have her yeah. go in there first. I'm assuming that's what you're doing? Yep. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Why don't we have her go in there first, but I'm on her shoulder? Okay. Uh, but yeah. invisibly, right. Yeah. Okay. So that happens. Uh, you are riding your way in. And I'm assuming the, re- the other two of you are going to basically hover in the elevator and wait to make your way in after these two have gone in and kind of set the scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Sticks, you're riding your way in. Uh, the secretary rides up the elevator. She presses ding dong on the elevator, and uh, a very confused Peter Plentiment comes to the door to, to the door and says, uh, "Oh, I wasn't expecting a drink at this hour. You're how how friendly and kind of you on my day off of all things." And he lets her in. Uh, she gives him the drink, and what do you what happens now? I mean, he drinks. He's happily going to drink it. Uh, are you just gonna mm-hmm. signal for the others to come in, or uh, immediately after, or what? I would say let's let him drink first, probably. Yeah, I'd say we let him drink first, and then once he drinks the whole thing up, probably saying 
basically sexually harassing his secretary while he's drinking. I say once he drinks the whole thing, I hop to his shoulder mm-hmm. and uh Taxi I mean well you can so you can you can say whatever you wanted to say uh there, but I was going to say if you wanted your friends to come in there it could be a very dramatic entrance after he's already drank it as Hexia just burns her way into the room right through the door or something. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to, to enrich the secretary's life before we get to our revenge, though. Okay, sounds great. So after he's drank the whole thing, the secretary is still there. I hop from the secretary's shoulder to his, and um, I convince him that the best way to get his secretary to sleep with him would be oh, no. to offer her a trust fund that has no ties because having it have no ties means that he's not trying to take advantage of her. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Why not trust in this very scenario? Okay. Well, you've got the advantage. He's already drunk the thing. So you get to roll four die and take the best of four. I got a six. Okay, absolutely. He's like, you know, a trust fund and why stop there? A new car, uh, you know, a, a fancy, what we should get you. <gasps> it's so great. You know, we should get you a condo of your own in this very building. I'll just pay for it up front. Yeah. You know, uh, and he's like, you know what? And he just pulls out his phone. He writes it all. He signs it in writing because he's got all the applications to be able to do this very quickly. And, uh, and so she's that- his secretary, so she can help. Yeah. So she helps. Yep. She pulls up the forms and everything like that. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, irrevocable. Uh, it's now it's now part of uh, um, it's actually now part of his package deal to help her package deal. Yeah. Okay. Great. So you've done right. that. Uh, she happily clicks on her heels and walks out of there. And then as she walks out, that's when I call my friends in. Okay, uh, Hexia, do you want to do the dramatic entrance? Yeah, for sure. This is going to be just like the first indication that something is wrong is that what. Is left of the carpet that Goofy Bear pulled up just begins to like fade, and you see all of the um, you can see like the fibers in the carpet as it begins to just decompose, and the very nice hardwood that's beneath it, you see it start to rot as Hexia just like rusts the elevator doors so that they fall in like a shower of almost sand in front of her as she walks in. Yep. Uh, so you've got ju- oxidizing staff, just desserts as a guiding principle, yeah. and oddly sympathetic to those she perceived as underdogs. That sets yes. you up pretty well. Roll three die. Four. Okay. Uh, do you want to increase it by one? You've got the points. Yeah, I do. Okay. So uh, that brings it to five. You absolutely, uh, all those things happen. He's looking around in horror and he's like, oh, my sweet, my beautiful, I, I spent so long decorating this place. How dare you? Uh, as does, you, yep, go ahead. Does he try to run at this point? Uh, no, I think he's in shock. He's falling back, like leaning against the counter where he was drinking the drink. Um, he's not running. He's in shock. Can I whisper into his ear that, uh, he is in charge here. He's the boss. He shouldn't be running away. He should face the problems head on because he's in control. I think you can whisper that. And you managed to whisper that. I'm not going to make you roll. But uh, um, actually, I, I want to resolve that after. I think we need to give Drumphy uh, uh, a chance to yes, act here. Yes, yeah. please. You, ne- you, need, you need your grand entrance as well. Yes. <laughs> what, most... is, what is a Drumphy grand entrance? Well, 
Mostly, I'm just worried that he's going to try to decide to run. So I think after Hexia bursts through the door, he's just going to walk into the room, cross the room, get behind Peter, and then sit on him so he can't leave. Or give him a bear hug. A gummy bear hug. Yeah, a, a sticky, goopy, like, can't escape it gummy bear hug. Okay. You uh you can absolutely do that. Roll roll three die to to gummy this situation up. If you you do have all you need is a little push playing the game of chaos and despair and not uh, never off putting enough to say something about. So go ahead. And that's a six. Okay, yes. you have fully imprisoned him. He is not going anywhere, and your Inky is doing a little dance on his head. Okay. So with that situation set up, uh, let's have, you have now got him so he's entirely in place, but he has also drunk that liquid so that he can't move, but he's still susceptible to the idea that these could be his ideas, which normally that would not be the case when he's being <laughs> held down by a sticky bear. And, uh, yeah. um, but the, the, the elixir so, so makes can it. I, yep. can I, can I whisper in his ear? Oh, that's so warm and cozy. Absolutely. Roll to die. In my head, he sounds like hedonism by from Futurama right now. <laughs> it is uh, so warm and cozy, and I feel so secure. Absolutely. No one expects to be encased in gummy bear. This was such a good <laughs> idea of mine to to lie in this comfortable bath. <laughs> and that uh, it gives you a rollover effect so that you can roll four die to be able to convince him to do whatever your next thing is that you want to convince him. Is it to, to spill his guts, basically, or what? Yeah, to just explain Ooh. the situation. Uh, Nick, before what? he does that, can I take the phone out of my intestines? Yes, you absolutely can. Are you going to hit record? Let me just reach right in there. <laughs> You get that out. Yep. Uh, do you want to hand record. that? Do you want to hand that to? Uh, oh, actually, I don't know who is worse, Hexia or Jerumpy, to try to not destroy this phone. <laughs> I mean, Pro- I can, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. I have I an can idea. Faraday, myself again. I can oh, do wait. that. Wait, oh. wait. I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How yes. about I whisper into his ear that he looks really amazing with this great comfy cozy bear hug oh, maybe yes. he should start recording a selfie with his own phone absolutely that's What's perfect up, followers <laughs> yes absolutely here i am inside my cozy bear there couldn't be a better decision at this moment you know why not when you're drunk and comfy in a bath Start doing a recording of yourself that you post on the internet. Okay, yep. great. He's got it open. He's starting to talk. Also, do you want him to drop his glamour? Yes. Okay. We also might not want him to, we might, we want him to record it, but probably not yep. be doing an Instagram story because we, we will get in so much trouble if we reveal. <laughs> okay. True. I think he's just recording it on his own phone. I think the recording should start with the glamour like convince him that he should start the recording with the glamour and then halfway through drop the glamour like a big reveal okay roll four it's got the most dramatic flair 
You've set this up so ridiculously that you can roll four die and take the best result. Jesus, it's only four. But I, I might pay a fate point to Why not pay two? Roll another one. Yeah. And just increase it by two points. Yeah, do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're at a six. Oh, yes. He's going to do all that and more. Um, yes. Hey, look, everybody. It's Peter. Peter Plentiment of Plentiment Industries. I have got the story for you. It's a story of love, brotherly love, and loss for others. And gain <laughs> For me, ah, look at me in my luxurious bath. But would you know, this isn't my true form. And he drops the glamour, ta-da, as he looks just like his brother. Um, and he's like, look, you know, old, young, who knows? Because I've been taking elixirs from the elixir lab this whole time. And of course, why wouldn't I? I was responsible for that whole department. When my brother Robert and I began Plentiment Industries, we were business partners. We were twins. And he he had better business ideas, better product designs, better finance smarts. But he was also a doofus, such a terrible communicator. Not a brilliant communicator like I am right now giving this video oh my gosh i was always the one i was doing the business calls i was schmoozing but you know he was just trash but you know both of us we believed in demons we believed in the demon realm and robert he figured out how to make first contact with that math demon oh yes and that math demon he was so helpful for our end quarterly results oh yes purple and curly cued ears so cute too and he knew so much about finance theory was willing to help us out so much a wonderful partner in the three partners. Oh, yes, of course. And then I, I made contacts with the departments of demon elixirology. Wasn't it great? I made my inroads with the zoology department. Wasn't it great? And I managed to get a hold of and find out about the lamp morale. And that's when I figured out how to combine all the ideas at once. My annoying brother, so smart, but so socially incapable. Wouldn't it be great if I could just control him? <gasps> so that's when I got the elixir. That's when I made the elixir to control him. And that's when I did it. I did it. I combined them all. The math demon, the my stupid brother, the elixir. I got control of a new being who could put my business partner stuff to work in the demon realm and connect it to the business department in the human realm. And with that new combined intellect and power, we were able to create the ultimate Omnicorp of all. Ha! Huh, brilliant. I'm so smart! And he's just gloating. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, what he hasn't told you yet is why these new lamp morels now. Okay, should I should I whisper in his ear? Don't stop there. Talk about the new lamp morels. <gasps> oh yes, of course. And the new lamp morels. Well, I didn't see them coming. Where did they come from? But of course, I, my brother, I bet he was up to something. But I'm up to something too. 
you know, it's a perfect opportunity. Create a whole new set of intelligent business people I can control with the lap morals. Why not bind them to a bunch of other humans? You know, my brother doesn't know how I've had to, been able to have so much influence for him. Or my brother, should I say, Boggle T. Bogard, the CEO of Demonstrative Industries. Not really the same person, but kind of. But, you know, he's just had to be so supplementary to me the whole time. But why did those lamorals show up? I'm not quite sure, but I know a good opportunity when I see one and I know how to take advantage of it. So, okay, it appears that he doesn't actually know how they showed up. But he knew exactly what to do with them when they did show up. Hmm. Okay. Uh, team discussion. What do you say we get him to hand over his phone and mm-hmm. we go back to the demon realm and we uh, get the rest of the board of the company, excluding Bogart, in a meeting and show them this video? I think that sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Because sure. we know Bogart is, uh, is being controlled by the brother. So, plan? I mean, yeah. So, okay. Sounds is, great. Is, there, Given, is there anything else we want to do with this guy while we've got him here and susceptible? Well, given that, you know, I've somewhat encased him at the moment, we can just bring him along. We can. You can I just that's like a good idea. Yeah. Why have three children in a awkward outfit when you can have one man in an awkward outfit and another man enveloping him? <laughs> <laughs> With an octopus hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want right. to roll two die to see if you manage to pull off this outfit? Uh, and I'll let you take the best of two. I'm wait, being wait, generous. wait, guys. Wait, 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 wait. I-, I feel like now is the time to use the glamour spell to get back to the portal. I think that's a really smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who are you using the glamour spell on? Is it on uh on Drumpy? The the yeah, the conglomeration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, do you want to combine both of them and do a glamour spell? Sure. Isn't that what we're doing? So we could just leave uh we could leave Peter encased inside Gummy and then Gummy d- do the glamour on that entire conglomeration and then just yeah. leave it at that, right? That's yep. what yep. I was thinking we were doing. Okay. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, um, so you do that, and you can walk right down. It's actually no problem whatsoever. Uh, you can walk across, uh, you know, uh, Hexia still looks like a Renfair outfit type thing, but that's not really a problem mm-hmm. at this point. You figured out how to pull off that look. Um, you can make it over to where the portal, you know, it's supposed to be, and you can transport right back to the transporter room. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's a board uh, transporter worker who's like, hey... <laughs> Sup, O'Brien. Not much. <laughs> wow, that looks like a slimy, really like a slimy version of our CEO. Yep. <laughs> cool. Okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, where are you going next? Assemble the board, I guess. Yeah, assemble the board. I feel like that's gonna be a combined effort between. Hexia uh, getting the right people on the phone and then me mm-hmm. nudging them okay. in the right direction, right? Yeah, like this is urgent. All right, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hexia, get everybody on the phone. Uh, roll three die, take the best. Uh, and Styx, you can do the same to... Uh, actually, Styx, I'm sorry, it's going to be two considering where these are other demons who are like middle managers. Yes. Okay, so you, yes? 
to getting everyone on the phone? I got a three, but I'm willing to pay a fate to bring it up. Okay, so you, you got everyone on the phone, but they're extremely grumpy about assembling. So uh, you've Excellent. got a boardroom. And it's a bunch of uh, a bunch of board members being like, brruh, 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 like where's your where's your assemblers here? Okay, Hexia, you want to say something, or do we want to just lay this video? <laughs> uh, no, I think I would just like, uh, you know, have Peter play the video. Creatures and entities of the board. There is something that uh, we feel that you must see. Okay, I mean, if we must see a thing, I suppose. Uh, so they, you, you pull up Demon Projector, play the uh, video right onto it, and uh, um, Demon Projectors are really good, high quality because projection's really important over here. So, um, yeah. you get uh, in in very clear detail. You see everything, including the deglamorification of Peter as he explains everything. And the board is like, like this is quite the accusation against uh, the Omni CEO. Uh, you know, we, I mean, everything looks certainly right, but we we need to take this with accusations like this. Uh, well, we can't just take them at face value. We need to confront the CEO directly. Can, can I propose a plan of attack here? Yes. I think that I should hop back on Peter's shoulder, but be visible. I'll be visible to the other demons. And we bring in, um, we bring in Boggle T. Bogart, and uh, I demonstrate to them that me whispering in Peter's ear will then affect how he controls Boggle T. Bogart. Makes sense. That makes a lot of All sense. Right. So the board demands, we demand to have the Omni CEO report to the board uh, for our combined oversight abilities <laughs> and they uh pull down T bogart who comes down to the room plods in on uh on his toad and looks very nervous about what what are these accusations so what i i i don't i don't know i i none of this could be possibly correct from a couple of middle managers at that all right so i think Sorry, i'm just one going middle to manager and a bunch of other underlings I'm one offensive. Two, uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm going to uh, to just start whispering like really silly things that mm-hmm. he should have his brother do. Like, oh, your brother thinks he's so much better than you. I think that you should make him hop on one foot and rub his belly clockwise oh, in front yeah. of the board. You're so much better than me with your fancy mancy toad. Why don't you hop around and rub your belly? And Baluchi Bogart goes, ah, mmm, ah, and feels compelled. And both the human and toad forms are hopping around and and rubbing their bellies. Mm -hmm. And then um, I whisper into uh, Peter's ear, are you going to just keep letting him take credit for all of your hard work? You should have him tell the board who's in charge. Oof. Well, I uh, obviously I'm in charge of the Omni Corporation, but but it is true that whenever Peter has an idea, I feel compelled to follow it. That's just perfectly decent business practice. Uh, I yes, I I do. I am compelled, but but I I. I, I, uh, you know, it's a partnership, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, anyone else want to add to this? May I note that you still don't have one piece of information? Oh yeah, the new lampreys. Yeah, what was up with that? Should, should I should I keep me questioning here? I I feel like you've had the the chance of getting the information. Okay. Roll three die yeah. and take the results of whatever you've got here. And actually, you know what? I'll let you have it be a team effort as each one of you can roll. But actually, in order for it to be a team effort, actually, don't roll yet. Uh, Hexia and Drumpy, I want you to both do something to try to set this situation up to make it such a clear shot for Sticks right now. Uh, so, Drumpy, what are you doing to set the stage for this? So that I want to answer their questions or at least feel ridiculous enough to feel very pressured i mean he could feel literally pressured you are encasing him <laughs> that's true <laughs> okay i think oh. yep yep uh we're just just gonna give it a little dance give it a little shake yeah actually i mean you don't need to do it uh, yeah roll, roll three die anyway let's see how how good you do at this pressure tactic uh one four and six Okay, yes, uh, the pressure is on. And you see him sweating nervously. And uh, um, and you see it, 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 that pressure spilling over to Boggle T. Bogart. And, uh, and Hexia, what are you doing to set up the situation for Sticks to, to get in that last question? So I have Peter's phone, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So with my, you know, anti-enter Faraday going, um, I just open it up pull up the documentation on his side that shows his creation of the mind control and like where the discrepancies in the elixir department on that are just on his end that wouldn't bounce back on the elixir folks like where it's clear that he's manipulated the system why would there be a discrepancy two separate orders it doesn't make sense okay am i rolling now now you are rolling and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna let you roll four here Six. Okay. So you apply that pressure that slides over to Boggle T. Bogart. And he says, okay, I just, I'll show you, I'll, I'll show you everything. But you can tell that it's kind of a mesmerizing compulsion as if he's, his mind isn't entirely there. He said, it, it seems so clear to me. I, I could get free. I could get free of all of it. And he, he says, come, come with me. And he walks you all to the elevator, the board all can follow along in a couple of trips so that they can all make it up to his office where in the back of the office there's a giant a safe basically like a giant like a giant one of those ridiculous oversized safes that they have in banks and he opens mm -hmm. it and inside of there is a tank with another another lamp morel and another math demon that's bound within a contradiction device uh, which doesn't allow the math demon to escape and boggle said i realized I could break free of the spell and instead control my brother if I wasn't bound to my brother, but bound to a new person. And yes, I could do the same thing to him that he did to me. But when the other lamp morals got free, uh, I realized how it could turn back and expose everything I did. So that's why I sent them out to eliminate all of them. But then something went terribly wrong with my plan. But it's, there's still a chance. I can still do it. I, it, it feels possible. Somehow. He doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
So bored. The board is just blown away by all of this. Um, it is a lot to take in, but they are going to remove Boggle Bogart from being CEO of Demonstrative Industries. They are going to start in immediate steps to do a hostile takeover of, of the Plentiment Industries, which they feel is now their business by right. Mm-hmm. And they are going to appoint somebody new and trusted into both of those roles after serious board review. Now, is this a hostile takeover with pitchforks? Uh, we'll, we'll leave that for another episode, possibly. Um, yeah. But in the meanwhile, do you want to do anything about your buddies, the other Lantmerals? Yeah, I think we should try and uh, bargain for uh, the sapient lamp morale to be able to come back to the demon realm and just have custody of the other lamp morales. What do you guys think? Yeah. And I mean, he did mention that he had an affinity and desire to do business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they say, we'll see what we can do. And they make, they make arrangements. Uh, he, he is given a position. And in fact, he comes up with a great business plan. The next time that you've got humans that you need to deal with who have got crossed over some sort of line, they could just become new hosts for some of the lamp murals. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's new employee recruitment right off the bat. Oh. <laughs> and you can all get a signing bonus. <laughs> now the devil's in the details. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, and I think with that, you've managed to cover the massive amount of things I put into this very complicated story. Uh, congratulations! I thought it was great. I enjoyed all of it. I, how, what did you all think? Is there is there anything actually before we get to what you think? Is there anything else that you want to cover in the story before we close up? I do have kind of a question, uh-huh. just about. So we we just did this very large, like we're arguably the ones responsible for this huge internal shakeup. Um, mm-hmm. does that blow back on us? Do we have jobs still? Or... <laughs> oh, it works great for you. Well, do we have better jobs? You have, yeah, you can all get a promotion. What are the new job titles you would each like? Ooh, can I, can I become the, uh, the manager of the shoulder demon division? You absolutely can. Uh, um, Jumfrey, what would you like? Oh, geez. Um, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Uh, you know, senior sales representative of poor decisions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's where all the money is. <laughs> and Hexia, what would you like? Um, I would like to become the senior manager of human resources okay for the omni corporation yeah think big why not or for the uh plentiment corporation oh yeah for the earth let's definitely say like you could be the senior human you could be this human the senior human resources liaison between the two companies Ooh, that sounds great Yep. Okay, so you have some human res- resources duty still here in the company, but you are the liaison directly, the executive liaison directly over to Plentiment Incorporated. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Before before we call it, uh, 
wait, can there, we just... there, yeah, actually, wait, I have a condition for all of your jobs. Oh, okay. The board thinks you did such a good job that you all get these roles, but they also get to put you on special assignments whenever they see it fit. Of course. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sounds fair. Okay, now go ahead. I I was just going to say, uh, before we call it, could we get, like, during credit skills of characters? <laughs> In their new jobs? Just, like, Oh, find... yeah. A monta- an out and a-, a credit montage, basically. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Absolutely. You've, you've got Gummy, like, on the beach in his exercise spandex, and he's just, like, losing for people. <laughs> That's right. And also kind, of com- also kind of covered in sand at all of the joints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Inky. Yeah, with Inky. And uh, Styx, what about you? Uh, I think that, um, she convinced, I mean, she's still hung up here. So she convinced Ambrosia to leverage her new, uh, promotion into a new promotion for Ambrosia so that they can still work <laughs> together on a regular basis. Excellent. <laughs> Sounds so great. Basic- <laughs> so, so, so her, uh, end credit montage scene is still like her and Ambrosia sitting on the opposite shoulders of some business guy, but like now they're on the CEO's shoulders instead of like the guy in the mailroom. And also maybe yes. drinking some coffee at the Benter- uh, the Plentiment uh, uh, coffee shop uh, yeah. on, on opposite <laughs> sides of an executive there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually... We have one more for Hexia, and then I have another character that I think needs to be in the montage. Yeah. Excellent. Hexia is in the ultimate offices where she's holding a meeting with um, the new the new union reps for Plentiment, who have now finally been allowed to unionize. Um, and there are several faces of local, like... Um, whistleblowers for various industries that Plentiment has kind of dealers in. Cool. And two more montage exits. There is uh, the the guy from the uh, Elixir department hugging a bunch of forms. Just hugging. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. So and, pure. And finally, what is the coffee shop lady doing as the show ends? Yes. Yes. Burning it all down? Well cackling. I, I feel like she just went on, like, a series of escalated crime sprees that just keep, like, working out in her favor. So her cell phone just disappeared entirely off of the radar as the police were uh, were trying to track her. And then I think it ended up being her trying to stick it to the man in that she just kept kind of rising up through the plentiment company from the chicken, the, uh, from, from the barista and then just kind of like doing crimes, like up the corporate ladder. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Uh, and finally, actually one more, which is the former secretary laughing and drinking a martini of her own in her new condo Mm -hmm. while staring at the sunset. Okay, great. And that's a wrap. Um, so I wanted to uh, thank you everybody for playing. I thought that was a ton of fun. Uh, any comments on what you thought went well? What could go better? Uh, uh, I'm really impressed by how um, focused a session that was. 
just knowing our yeah. group and at the average time a session takes for us is usually about eight, eight hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, and also yeah. I packed so much in here. There were like five mysteries to uncover, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I Which thought that was great. great. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? I really enjoyed the way that our characters kind of played together because Gummy Bear saved the day several times, even though like <laughs> most of his roles were just like <laughs> fucking shit up. <laughs> but then you're like, I walk out of his office and I've got all of these documents stuck to my ass. <laughs> Uh, Nick character, if there, the yeah, that's a Nick character if there ever was one. It's like it's true. It's the omniratic. Uh, anyway, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, any uh, anything else? Uh, Nick, did you have anything? I just I just enjoyed like even though it was a very focused session, there was a lot of room to maneuver within that. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like. There was a lot of stuff that we needed to get done, but there was also a lot of room to experiment with the world at the same time. Yeah, I yeah. would I did not And to ex- roleplay our characters too. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. did not expect any of the solutions you came up with in this session. Not not any of them. And I was delighted by all of them. Like they were all great. But none of them did I anticipate. I set up the problems and I'm like, I better hope they figure out how to knock it down. And boy, did ya. Okay, great. I really enjoyed the comic relief moments of trying to get from one point to another. Because it was like, (laughs) plot, plot, plot. Now you're walking down a street. How does that work? And the answer is usually, badly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, with this, we should probably sign off. Also, uh, hopefully this will work out and it does turn into an episode, uh, assuming the recordings went out well. I definitely think it was great episode material. So thank you, everybody who is listening. And thank you to our players. This was a blast. Uh, Hopefully people like it and are interested in more in the future. So bye, everybody. Thanks for having us. Oh, and thank you to our GM. Yes. Yes, Thank you, Chris. It was fantastic. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Foss and Crafts is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 International License. It's hosted by Morgan Lemmerweber and Christopher Lemmerweber. The intro music is composed by Christopher Lemmerweber, meaning myself, in Milky Tracker, and is released under the same license as the show. The outro music is Enchanted Tiki 86, composed by Alex Smith of The Cynic Project, and is waved into the public domain under CC01.0. See cynicmusic.com for more information. You can get in contact with us on the Fediverse, Foss and Crafts at octodon.social, on Twitter as at Foss and Crafts, or you can email us, podcast at fossandcrafts.org. We also have a chat room. Join our community, hash Foss and Crafts, on irc.freenode.net. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate at patreon.com forward slash c-w-e-b-b-e-r. That's it for this week. Until next time, stay free and stay crafty.
But I'm sticky. <laughs>